thank you, Lord. Lord, we say you are worthy. Lord, you are our firm foundation. You're our strength. You're our hope. You're life. There's none like you. You're the one that we get to come to when all the weights of the world are upon us. You're the one we come to when we don't know which way to turn. You're the one we come to for our salvation. You're the one we come to for our healing. Mm. Lord, may we learn your ways. And may we walk in them. We love you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory in our lives. We honor you with our lives tonight. We give you all the honor. May you be honored in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for a joy that goes before us. It strengthens us for the race that's at hand. You empower us. You give us hope. When we're in the valley of Acor, the valley of trouble, it says, but you give hope. We thank you for your hope. You are hope. So, Lord, I pray that this is just as we're standing here tonight, that we would remember that as we set our hearts upon you, as we set our praises upon you, it's that place that we get to enter into the courts, your heavenly courts. We enter into your presence. We ascend the holy mountain and we stand in your presence with our hands raised, with our eyes on you, the eyes of our heart. We just say tonight, Lord, purify our hearts only by the blood of Jesus. Purify our hearts, Lord. Cleanse our hands that we would walk in your ways, that we would know you intimately, that we would know the love that you have for us. Set us on that firm foundation. Thank you, Jesus. Just tell them you love them. feel like some of you just need to hear he loves you. <laughs> we love him, but he loves us so much. Who would give their son so that they could be with us, so that they could dwell with us? So, Father, we thank you for your love. Jesus, we thank you for your love. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you live within us. You give us wisdom and understanding, a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we can know the love of the Father even more. You reveal that love to us by the Spirit. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys can be seated for a moment here and just say we've, we've been in three days of prayer and fasting. Uh, hopefully, some of you have too and just come alongside and um, 
tell you, every time we get into these, these days, it's that rhythm. Christy talked about it a couple Sundays ago. It's this rhythm that we feel like the Lord has us in of, of stepping into fasting. It's the, usually typically the first, first three days of the week. So it's that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday uh, of, of the, first, the first week of the month. So you can kind of put that in your calendar. I think <clears throat> next, we were talking, next Monday is the 4th of July. So we're not going to make you fast on the 4th. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, next month. So as we go into our next month in July, it would be the 4th, 5th, and 6th. But we'll probably just fast the 5th and the 6th. I know there's a lot of food that comes out on the 4th. So <laughs> I've, I've said it on my heart at times, and I, I remember fasting during a Super Bowl, and, and we had a Super Bowl party, and, and I was drinking water the whole time, and <laughs> watching everyone eat barbecue and all this food. And <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing that again, <laughs> unless the Lord tells me to. <laughs> uh, but sometimes it is that, just that sacrifice. What we do, I... I find these times of fasting, what it does is it, it, it just sets my, my mind and my body in a place of submission to my spirit. And, uh, and it's, it's a good place to be. It, it's a place where we always need to be. But sometimes it's hard because our flesh rises up. Uh, and so that fasting just helps to kind of set us back in that place. You're saying, when the body goes, oh, I'm hungry, and the mind goes, oh, I need to eat, the spirit goes, no. <laughs> you will fast, and you will pray, and you will seek the Lord. And when, I, when we do that, I just find my spirit just comes so alive unto the Lord. And there's such an awakening of my spirit. And uh, it's just, they're beautiful times. And that's where I just even though there's so much wisdom I feel like we get during those times, it's, it's like, but I just need him more. And it's almost like I want to fast more. I want to, I need to be more in his presence. I need to be, I need to be, I need to be on my face even more. Uh, so anyway, it's just a great place to be. I just encourage you, if you haven't done a fast before, uh, just try it on your own. Go for a day, go for two days, and then, jump into three and then when hey in January comes we go into 21 day fast so that's that's the test to see how <laughs> how strong your spirit is <laughs> compared to what your will and your mind and your your body um, well we're just we're kind of going Lord where do we go tonight I just I want to speak just for a few moments here we've got we had some we spent some time with Lou Engel yesterday, um, just with our staff, and we had some pastors that came in, and and, uh, and just really praying and seeking the Lord in this time. Um, he's, by the way, we're going to have a 400 gathering, uh, which is pastors and leaders coming in, and you guys are welcome to come, and uh, it's it's it'll be a sweet time. It's going to be Sunday night, this coming Sunday night. We'll have pastors from and leaders from all over Colorado coming in here and uh, just to, to seek the Lord's face, just to seek his face. And uh, we don't know where exactly we're going to go, but uh, Lou's going to come and just share some things. And uh, just, you know, we're, we're in a battle right now with this issue of abortion. And, uh, and it's not a, this isn't a political battle. This is a spiritual battle, and, it, and it's a battle, battle for lives. It's a battle. It's, it's blood that is being spilled. And, uh, and the short of it is, I think Lou is just feeling this desire that we need to come together as a state, as Colorado. And, and we need, it is the better blood. It is the blood of Jesus that conquers all, that, that heals all. And when we come together in that place of communion, we take his body and then we receive his blood. And, uh, and he was just feeling that we need to turn Colorado red. Not politically, <laughs> but with the blood of Jesus. 
Colorado means red, and that we would go back to that place of, of, of Colorado being under the blood of Jesus. And uh, I don't know how much you know about what's going on with uh, Supreme Court, and Roe versus Wade, and, uh, and by the way, it is time for the churches to speak out against these things. Uh, the church has, has been so quiet, kind of like, well, we're going to let everybody make their own decision. No, <laughs> this, is, this is a matter of life and death, and, uh, and we're, we're going to declare life. This is a biblical issue, and, uh, and we need the church to rise up. Um, but it's not, just, it's not just a Roe versus Wade issue. And, and we also just need to realize that. It's not like, well, if Roe versus Wade is overturned, then, then we're good. No, no, no. It's a heart issue of a nation that needs to be turned back to the Lord. And uh, regardless of whether, whatever the laws are, that we abide by the law of the kingdom of heaven. That we, rely, uh, we, we go by this law, his word. And, uh, and that's, a, that's a bigger law. That's it. <laughs> That is the law that we're under. Um, it's the law of love. It's his love. <laughs> Leif says uh, it's, it's either the love for law or the law of love. And we'll take the law of love, right? <laughs> By the way, just a side note, we need to pray for Leif Hetland. Uh, he is under a, an attack right now. Uh, so just let's, let's just pray for him right now for just a moment here. Um, he just texted me and he says, I need your prayers. Uh, it's the battle after the battle. So uh, if you don't know who Leif Hetland is, he's the papa, the spiritual father that I went to, to uh, Pakistan with. And, uh, and he literally shifted a nation. Uh, he shifted Pakistan, the, the entire temperature of that nation. Uh, and so uh, there's just an attack right now on him. So Lord, we just we just come together as a as a as the body of Christ, and it's like it's amazing how the parts of the body like there's the body heals the body. Uh, there's there's healing, and so Lord, I think it's Christ that's the healer, <laughs> but we have the ability to step in, step in that gap and intercede and pray and just call the kingdom of heaven down to earth, call it down into into Lay's body. So Lord, right now. We just declare healing over life. Lord, we just thank you that you're the healer. Lord, we thank you that you're just lifting him up, even as he's probably, it's like 10 o'clock there. He's probably in bed. But, Lord, I pray for that rest to be upon him. I pray for a strength to be upon him. And, I, Lord, I would just say, Lord, that you would give him just that, that healing salve that would go through his body and heal every cell from head to toe. In Jesus' name. We thank you for life. We thank you that he is a brother in Christ. He's a papa to this house. And he's a papa to the nations. He actually has influence now over, or he will have influence over multiple nations with top leaders of the nations uh, to shift the direction and the temperature of nations. So, Father, we just thank you for life. And we just declare healing right now in Jesus' name. Amen. So, so this abortion issue, it's, there's, there's going to be probably in the next, it could happen any time in the next probably week or two, that there'll be a decision made on Roe versus Wade. Uh, and at this point, it is, uh, it's going to be overturned. Uh, that is the plan, and we are praying and interceding for the, the justices uh, that they would not change their mind, and we also are praying for protection for them. Just today, uh, there was a, uh, uh, a man that was arrested uh, that was armed and uh, was going to try, it uh, sounded like, try to take, off, uh, take out uh, Kavanaugh, uh, Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh. And, uh, and they, they arrested him today. Uh, just a couple hours ago, like, I don't know, six, seven hours ago, um, but there is such a there's such a darkness. Uh, this is a this is a spiritual battle. It is a massive spiritual battle, and I wa we want to pray into this tonight. Uh, even praying over the justices. Uh, one of the things I felt too is is there's a spirit of mammon 
that is a principality. It is a stronghold over the United States. And, and it is actually, I believe, the, the very source of the stronghold of, of this abortion issue. It's, it's a money issue. And, uh, and, and so to break that spirit of mammon, uh, it, there's, it's a lot of different issues, but that is a big one over this, over abortion. I'm not going to go into it, but we can, we can talk about it afterwards if you question me. Uh, but it's a, so we need to, we need to, we need to battle for these things. Uh, we cannot remain silent. We need to cry out. We need to speak out. Uh, we need to speak truth into these things with love. And this is the other piece is that I, I, I feel like the Lord is calling the church in this season into such a unity, such a oneness. Um, that goes, it goes way beyond where we are currently, where the church is currently. I was just talking to Tracy as we were looking at some of the statistics and it's, it's something like um, there's something, as of a couple of years ago, 41,000 something. Here, say it again. 41,000 religions, denominations, theologies, doctrines, etc. Yeah, that, that are all Christian. 41,000 that we have here. And, and that we were going back and just calculating. Well, well, what does that equate to? And if you go back and say just, uh, just kind of dumb math, rough numbers, but go back, say it's 2,000 years, um, it's kind of one new one about every two and a half weeks. Every two and a half weeks, it's, it's like you divide two and a half weeks later, you divide again to, for the last 2,000 years. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 1. He talks about division. He says how much he hates division. Actually, I'm right here. He says this. He says... Uh, um, where is it? Here, let me just read this. It says, I appeal to you, brothers. So this is First uh, Corinthians 1.10. It says, I appeal to you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another. There's the first part, that all of you agree with one another so that there may be no divisions among you. As of 2,000 years ago, I think the church stopped reading that verse <laughs> because we now have 41,000 divisions among us. And that you may be perfectly united in mind and thought. How, would you, how many of you would say the church is perfectly united in mind and thought? <laughs> I, I just, I think we have to see this picture before we can actually address this, like how to pray into these things. Because it's like, I don't even think we see it sometimes as the church. We don't realize how off we are as the church because, because there's, there's a lack of unity, there's a lack of oneness that Jesus calls us to. That we look at another, we look at another denomination, we say, well, they don't think the way we do. They have a different theology than we do. They don't even believe in the Holy Spirit. How can we come into oneness with them? <laughs> Jesus says, or Paul says this, it's, he goes, I resolve to know nothing more than Christ and him crucified. Our, our unity comes from Christ. And yes, the Spirit comes to live in us. But I think we've, we've created such a division in the church, and it has to grieve the Lord's heart. And, and you wonder why all these things are happening around us. It's like the church is so divided. And what, is it, what does Jesus say? A church divided against itself cannot stand. It's going to crumble. 
So he's going to build his church, and it's on a firm foundation. There's only one foundation. It's Christ. It's actually not the Spirit. It's, it's not anything else. It's just Christ and him crucified, that he's the Son of God, that he died on the cross, he rose again, and we believe in him, that he is our Savior and he is our Lord. So if that becomes our, our point of unity, then we can't allow anything else to divide us. Obviously, if, if that's off, if that's not, he is the cornerstone and the firm foundation. So if it's not on that, then there is a division, but that's, that's a good division. <laughs> but there can be no, be no division of those that are part of the body of Christ. And I think we've heard these scriptures so many times, but I feel like, I feel like the Lord is waking up his church big church in this season, that we would actually see what we've done. We would see what we've created, all these different denominations, and then the offenses that we have even within the church, how we get offended at those within the church, and we create another division. And we say, well, you didn't do this the way I thought you were going to do it. There's expectations that we have, and if they don't meet my expectations, then I'm severing that tie, right? And we... we <laughs> We hurt others, they hurt us, we feel hurt. A lot of it is miscommunication, misunderstanding. You don't even realize that that's not what they meant. And so we, we create division and we separate. When Jesus calls us to be united as one, it's the very thing he prayed in John 17, that they would be one just as you and I are one. That's a pretty deep, significant oneness. It's to the same level that Christ is one with the Father, that you would be one with me. Have you ever really thought about that? Like, that is a level that I would lay my life down for Patrick, that Patrick would lay his life down for me, that we're one because of Christ, because he's our foundation, and there's nothing that can break that tie that we would, we would die for each other, that we would lift each other up above our own interests. It's, the, it's what we saw or what we read about in the early church. That's why they, they sold everything they had. And, and everybody was okay. There was no needs. And, and it goes from both sides. I know like people are like, well, I have a lot and they have a little, and if I sell everything, they're just gonna take all I need. Well. If there's, if there's a love, people are going to be, I think people would work harder if, if they were, if it was that love for others, like, oh my gosh, like, I need to take care of others. It says, people say, I mean, there's a scripture that says, if you don't, you don't work, you don't eat. <laughs> so there is, there are other parts of this, because I've heard people say, well, you should give everything you have to me, because I'm hurting and you're not, and like there is a, we work together, but, but we also, we laid our lives down for each other. And then, and that's not just inside one church. I just, I, we got to take this to the bigger picture of all the churches. They got, you know, First Baptist, Second Baptist, Third Baptist, Fourth Baptist, I don't know. <laughs> we got all the, the Presbyterians, the different Presbyterians, the the Methodists and First Methodists and United Methodists and all these different churches. We gotta remember, we are one body in Christ. And uh, so the other thing I felt that we just need to pray for is um, as we have this 400 gathering, we're, this is something the Lord had put on my heart and, and then now it's on the hearts of many, but that there is a unity of the body of Christ to come together that pastors would lay down their churches and their agendas for their churches to come together for the bigger purpose of the kingdom. That in the same way as, as we're called to come together and love each other and, and help each other, that if, if my dad is, is struggling, or if I should say it the other way around, if I'm struggling, he's gonna help me. <laughs> he's gonna... 
He's, but that we would that we would we would come alongside each other spiritually, physically. We're strengthening each other. Iron sharpens iron. Uh, but then that we do this as churches as well. That we truly come together and we love each other, regardless of our theologies and our differences and our expectations and our and our experiences. It's a big one. Like, well, I've never seen healing. I don't believe in healing. That's fine. You don't have to believe in healing. I'm going to believe in healing. I've seen it. I've experienced it. But regardless, I'm not going to create a division between us. I'm going to love you whether you believe in healing or not. We're going to walk alongside each other. Why? Because Christ is our foundation together. And what if the church were to get this and come together as one? What if our eyes were opened and enlightened? The other thing I see is, is pastors, and this one really grieves my heart, is when I see pastors get up on a pulpit and call out other pastors and say, man, this guy is doing this wrong. I see it with Bill Johnson a lot, how people will picket Bill Johnson and find faults that he has and things that he's said. And I mean, they'll spend, I'm like, man, they really spend some time. They'll put like videos together showing things that are said where maybe he missed. And a lot of it's probably just taken out of context. Things that, you know, I mean, if, if you took my words and you clipped it out, you could make me say anything I w you wanted me to say. <laughs> I mean, it could sound horrible. Um, so, and people spend years basically discrediting other pastors instead of coming into a place of unity. And I think, and we do that even amongst like the body. Like we don't, and it, there's a scripture actually, I, I, I'm just gonna read this because it's, I put it in the, uh, in the email. You can read, read the email. Uh, if you don't get the emails, email us at family at the rock.org. Um, but in 1 John 4.20, it says this. If anyone says, I love God, and yet he hates his brother, he's a liar. <laughs> not my words. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. So I would say this. If, if, if there is a a hatred towards someone or a dislike or a, a, a break in like in unity with someone, you need to go to that brother or sister and you need to make things right. Because it says here that if you don't do that, you don't love God. You cannot hate someone and love God. So it is, it is, it is upon us and it's by the Spirit it's the Lord helps us in this, that we go, Lord, I don't know how to love this person because they've done this, 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 and this. <laughs> Allow the love of the Father, the same one and the love of Jesus, the one who died on a cross, who looked at the people in front of him who were crucifying him and said, Father, forgive them. Let that love be the love that the Lord actually can implant in your heart so that you can love others with that same love. Amen. So I want to do this. I want us to pray together. And, uh, and I feel like these are the two things. We're praying for unity, unity of the body of Christ, that we'd come together. I'm asking, I want to see, I want to see churches of all denominations come together. I don't care that it's at the rock, but I feel like the Lord has put a mandate on my heart to call people in together to do this. And, uh, and, and my heart is, to, is for unity of the church. Um, you guys know, like, I'm always like, this is, the rock is his church. This is my church. I get to, in a sense, shepherd you guys. And but. But you're shepherding me too. You're speaking into my life. We're speaking into each other's lives. I'm not above you. I'm right here with you. We're all in this together. And uh, there's, no, there's no elitism in this thing. Uh, we're the body of Christ. And all we do is we play our part. And, and I just, 
if we all play our part, then, then we're, a, we're a, an efficient, effective body of Christ. Um, so anyway, unity within the smaller body and then within the bigger church. And then I think we need to pray for our, our uh, Supreme Court justices. And just to remind you guys, um, and I, here's what I was praying for the other day too, or this morning. We're praying for this today. I want to see a 9-0 vote in favor of overturning Roe versus Wade. That the, that the, we've been praying, I know we've been praying for like the four justices that are, um, that are going to say, or the five justices that are going to say yes, but, but what about the, the four that right now are, are more than likely going to say no? Let's ask that the Lord convicts their heart, that they have dreams, visions, that, that their eyes are open and that they would see the truth. And it's the truth that sets them free. I feel like it can happen just like that. And all of a sudden, that veil's removed, and they see the truth, and they go, oh, oh my gosh, that blood is going to be on us. No way am I going to vote. <laughs> am I going to vote to keep this? So I just, I feel like the Lord could do amazing things where it's not only just a 5-4, but it is, it is a 9-0 vote. There are four, or the four Supreme Court justices that are pro-abortion are, uh, are Stephen Breyer, uh, so, what's that? Oh, is that? Oh, maybe, yeah, okay. Uh-oh. Did he get replaced? No, his term isn't done. Oh, his term's not done? Yeah, after this term, he's, okay. he's done, and then she steps in. Okay, yeah. So his term's not up, he's still on. So, Stephen Breyer, Sonia uh, Sotomayor, and uh, Elena Kagan are the three, and then, and then John Roberts is also right now kind of over on that, on that side as well. So those are the four that we need to pray for. Those are the ones in white. And then the ones in red are the ones right now that are, uh, that are in favor of overturning the Roe versus Wade. And, that's, and Samuel Alito is the one that actually wrote the, uh, the, what do you call it, the, you guys know what it's called? The thing that got leaked out, the, the draft statement or whatever. Um, yeah, so Samuel Alito, and then you got Clarence, Clarence Thomas, and Neil Gorsuch. And Brett Kavanaugh and then Amy Coney Barrett. So we need to pray for all nine. And, uh, and we need to pray for our nation and we need to pray for the heart of our nation. Yes. And, uh, and there is power in these prayers. I am telling you, um, I don't think it's a coincidence that as we've been praying into this, that the Lord put it on Lou Engle's heart that he wanted, he needed to contact the rock and come and partner with us to, to overturn Roe versus Wade and to pray into turning Colorado red for Jesus by the blood of Jesus. So it's, it's, we've been praying into this and we need to continue to contend for this and especially in these times. So the body of Christ, the unity, and that we would see the hearts. And here's the thing, it's Malachi 4. It's that we would see the hearts of the fathers turn towards the children. And then in that, the hearts of the children return to the fathers. So, let's pray into this. Tracy, I'm going to have you just get up and lead us, start the prayer. And then I always want you guys to come up and, and pray. And there's no, this isn't about any, like, great prayers or anything. We're just, con we're just contending. And for those, if you're not praying up here, I'd ask that you really step into an agreement. It's that oneness that we would say yes together, that we come together where two or more are gathered in my name. There I am in the midst. So there's a power as we come together in this prayer. So we just agree together. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. I felt really heavily. I'm going to pray into this, but ah, this entire time, as soon as Mike said that spirit of mammon too, that, I, I want to pray into that, but Ezekiel 33. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, speak to your countrymen and say to them, when I bring the sword against a land and the people of the land choose one 
of their men and make him their watchman. And he sees the sword coming against the land and blows the trumpet to warn the people. Then if anyone hears the trumpet but does not take warning and the sword comes and takes his life, his blood will be on his own head. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet to warn the people and the sword comes and takes the life of the one of them, that man will be taken away because of his sin. But I will hold the watchman accountable. Let me repeat that. I will hold the watchman accountable for his blood. Wow. As Mike spoke that earlier, Lord, I thank you. As Mike released that word, that this is the hour. This is the hour as a people to be the watchman on the wall. God, I break off the fear of man that keeps us from speaking truth in love. Lord, I thank you, God, that the trumpet, God, would be blown. Lord, God, I just see, I, I don't know why I'm just having this vision. Lord, I see it. It's, there's, a, there's a trumpet, there's a shofar being blown over Washington, D.C. Lord, I thank you, God. I thank you for every single one of these justices, Lord. God, we pray for John Roberts right now, Clarence Thomas, Stephen Breyer, Samuel Alito, Lord, Sonia, Elena Kagan, Lord, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett, Lord. God, we pray for the five that are bound together in unity, God. <laughs> Ecclesiastes says this, it says, one cord is easily broken, two, not so much, but three, Unbreakable, Lord, I thank you that there are five. And I thank you, God, for the grace. Even as five represents the number of grace, Lord, I thank that there are five, Lord, God, that have stepped forward, God, in faith. And you're empowering them right now, in this very moment, in grace, Lord, to stand, to stand against, Lord. And it isn't. It's not, it's not a political issue. This is a God issue. <laughs> Whoa. This is a humanity issue. This is a creation issue. For God created all of the world and everything in it and all the expansive space in between in one breath. So Lord, I thank you that you'd breathe one breath right now over every Capitol building, Lord, every, over every courtroom, Lord. Even as Kavanaugh had a, an, an attempt today on his life, Lord, I thank you for the hand of protection, God, on every single judge. I thank you, God, when they keep their eyes on you, keep their focus on you, God, no pestilence, no disease, no, uh, no threat, I'll add my own emphasis, no threat, God, will come near their home, will come near their tents. Lord, I just release that right now. God, I break the spirit of mammon over the United States of America, Lord. God, I break off the spirit of mammon over Hollywood, Lord. God, I break off the spirit of mammon, God, over the government, Lord. I break off the spirit of mammon, Lord. That spirit of mammon that's, that, that exalts money above the love of you, Lord. That, God, it's not even just the love of money. It, when it, it's when it occupies our mind and takes up space and our capacity in us, God. Huh. And, we, and we put it in front of, Lord, and it consumes our mind, Lord. God, I, take you, I, I thank you, God, even the mindset of money, Lord. I change the mindset of money, Lord, over this country, Lord. God, I, I break off uh, manipulation and control by the spirit of mammon, Lord. That is a spirit of mammon that controls God. Wow. Ooh. Lord, I just break it off right now in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that it's all yours. It's not ours. We can't take it with us when we leave, Lord. It's yours, Lord. God, and we just return to you what's rightfully yours. I thank you that you've given us the, the, the wisdom and uh, the authority and the power, if you will, to make money. Um, 
but Lord, the, how we steward that, the mindset, God, and how we perceive it, Lord. I break off every unhealthy relationship, God, over the body with money right now, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for the watchman. I'm back to the watchman, Lord. I thank you that, God, this wouldn't be a money issue. I thank you for the breaking off of that spirit of mammon, God. Even organ, over, over organizations, Lord, across the country, Lord. God, I break off the deceptive nature, God, of the message coming from organizations, Lord, that may look, taste, and feel like they're in one lane or on one side of the fence, but actually operate on the other. God, I break off that spirit of double-mindedness right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, we thank you that your love, your love would rule and reign because it's your love, God, that will. You said this, Lord, for I did not create the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. God, and it's your fear, your perfect, or your, your love, your perfect love, God, that cast out all fear. It's your perfect love, God, that cast out all spirit of mammon, Lord. It's, it's your love, God, that will diminish our love of money, Lord, as a people. God, I just repent on behalf of a people. God, I repent. God, I know that I've been there before, God. I even speak to, for myself, God, in a different season long ago for an unhealthy relationship with money, Lord. I thank you, God, that you'd redefine You'd redefine resources, Lord, in the church, over the people, and bring us together in unity, Lord. I thank you, God. Even though that Zephaniah, as Mike sent out the email today, that Zephaniah 3 word, Lord, that we would come together in unity, serving the Lord shoulder to shoulder, one after the other. When it looks like shoulder to shoulder and you multiply that, it looks like a brigade. It looks like a wall. <laughs> It looks like a wall from left to right. As far as I could see, we're standing shoulder to shoulder, serving you, God, in unity. We pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus, in the freedom-giving name, in the life-giving name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Amen. So if anyone wants to pray, come on up. I'm just going to pray into this. Don't wait till 8.45. God, you say in your word that if, when brethren dwell together in unity, you command a blessing, God. And it's like the oil that runs down the, the beard of Aaron. So, Lord, um, the cry of our heart tonight is that we, in this place, would dwell together in unity, but... In addition to that, Lord God, that believers in the Lord Jesus Christ would dwell together in unity. Teach us and show us what it's like to bear one another's burdens, Lord. To rejoice with those who rejoice. To mourn with those who mourn, God. Teach us, God. We're teachable. We are teachable, God, the body of Christ. I thank you, Father, for the pastors, Lord God, in Colorado, God, as they come together in one accord, oh God. You contend with those who contend with us, oh God. That's what you say. So we thank you. You're contending even now for Colorado, God. You're contending for these pastors, oh God, to come alive, to come back to life, oh God, to fight in unity in one accord, oh God, to unite and fight and to stand, oh God, for your purposes and your plans, oh God, to lead the sheep, oh God, to lead the sheep, the shepherds to lead the sheep, the good shepherds, God. We thank you, Father, they dwell together in unity, oh God, in one accord, one heart, one purpose, oh God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you that you're doing it. We thank you that our faith arises. Our faith arises to see those things we cannot see, oh God. We call our faith to arise all over Colorado, from the north, south, east, and west, oh God, to what you're doing, oh God. Help us to see in the spirit, oh God, and not in our flesh, oh God. Forgive us for walking according to what we see and according to the flesh, oh God. Help us to come up higher, oh God, and to walk in the spirit 
and to, to know that you're doing a whole a new thing behold i'm doing a new thing do you not perceive it and we say yes we in this house say yes oh god and we speak for colorado we stand in the gap tonight and we say we perceive it and we say come on god show your glory show your power show your might oh god do it god for your glory in jesus name Just say amen to these prayers. And Lord, I want to, I just want to pray. Here's the, the other thing when it comes to the abortion issue is even if Roe versus Wade is overturned, what happens is it becomes a state issue, state by state. Colorado right now has one of the most aggressive pro-abortion laws, not one of, they have the most aggressive pro-abortion law in the, in the United States. And, and actually, some would say in the entire world Colorado we're top so Lord we pray for our state Lord we repent for our state that we would even consider putting a bill like this in place Lord we repent for that but Lord we repent for the hearts of those Lord that, that don't know the truth right now we ask you, Lord, for forgiveness for them, forgiveness for our state, Lord. We ask you to forgive us. Forgive us for, for not speaking out when we need to speak out, for not being the watchman of the wall to say, no, you don't do that. Let me show you the truth. It's the truth that sets people free, Lord. We thank you that, that there is a time now as we're shifting into this season, Lord, where, where we will speak the truth and it will set people free. We'll speak it in love, but we will speak truth. And Lord, we pray right now for our governor. We pray for our, our representatives. We pray for our senators. Lord, that as, as they've made these laws and as they're making these, these laws, Lord, that you would, I pray that you would turn their hearts. Lord, that you would open the eyes of their heart so that they would see. Lord, we say, turn Colorado, Lord, to red, to blood red, that it would be the better blood of Jesus. Lord, we say, turn every heart towards you, that they would know you and they would turn from their ways. And Lord, we, I just pray that, that even every abortion clinic, even now, that this would just dry up, that, that those that maybe are going in for abortions, that this would, this would end even tonight, even today. Lord, that, that those that are going in would see the wrong. Lord, that you would convict their heart. And then Lord, we say, raise, raise up the church. Raise up those that would come alongside these, these mothers that don't know what to do. Lord, awaken the fathers that, that have, <laughs> have put the mothers in these places, Lord, that, that would say, no, we're going to come alongside you. No, don't do this. And that they would step up as fathers, that the hearts of the fathers would return to the children. Father, we thank you that Colorado has been prophesied to be a finishing state, to be a, a forerunner state. Lord, that what happens in Colorado is the headwaters of the United States, that it flows from here. Colorado was the first state in 1967 to make abortion legal. Lord, may it be the, the first state to make a radical change, to make a radical turn to you, Lord. So we say, Lord, convict Governor Polis's heart. Lord, convict him with your love. Let him know the love of the Father, where he has maybe not known the love of a father. Lord, let him know the love of a father, that he would come to know you. Lord, we, we love this man as you love this man. We say, turn his heart towards you, Lord. Turn his heart towards you. And just as it was so amazing, this like a week ago, uh, Philip Renner was in the, was in the, uh, the Capitol building, and he was on the third floor right there between the House and the Senate, and, and senators were coming in and out, representatives were coming in and out, and he stood in the middle and he began to worship the Lord with his guitar, and he just began to worship, and he, he got the eye from people that, what are you doing? He had people come up and say, you can't do this in here. And, uh, and one of the senators, who was a Democratic senator, who is not a believer, who was in a wheelchair, 
came up and he began to experience the presence of the Lord. And, and as others would come up and say, you can't do this here, he would say, leave him alone. He's doing a good thing. <laughs> One of the House of Representatives and, uh, and everybody backed off and he kept worshiping and worshiping. So Lord, I thank you that, I mean, it wasn't even a believer that was, was fighting for worship in the Capitol building. <laughs> During the week as work was being done, he realized there was a need for the presence of God in that place. Yeah. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. There's, a, there's been some prophetic words that every senator, every representative in Colorado would come to know you. Lord Jesus, we say, turn their hearts towards you. Lord, awaken people to speak into their lives, to speak life into their lives, to speak truth into the senators' lives, into the, into the House of Representatives, into their lives, Lord. For those that don't know you, Lord, that, that even at the top level, Lord, we say for the governor, for Polis, Lord, that those... That there's those that are even uh, his bodyguards that are believers that they would have the opportunity to speak into his life and to speak truth or that his heart would be just there, there would be such a conviction of your love for him that he would go yes I need to know my savior so Lord we say turn Colorado red turn it to you Lord Jesus let the blood of Jesus cover this state and let it turn towards you, Jesus. And Lord, we call in the 400 right now. We call in pastors walking together in unity. We call in that vision of laying our lives down for one another. Lord, we ask you to do something miraculous on Sunday. We ask you for a joining of the heart like never before. We ask you for a covering of your spirit. We ask you for the manifestation of the Shekinah glory of the Lord over these pastors, Lord. We ask you for a fresh strength. We ask you for a renewal of your spirit. We ask you for a refreshing in the presence of God. We just say, Lord, let our hearts come together as one. Would you manifest the answer to your prayer in John 17? You wanted us to be one, even as you and the Father are one. Lord, we say, do it in this season. Do it in our midst. Do it. Lord, we ask you, pull them in. Everyone that's supposed to be here, pull them in and speak them about walking together in unity. Lord, give them dreams and visions. Holy Spirit, give them discernment. In Jesus' name we pray. And we say break the barriers. Break the, the, the geographical barriers. That, well, we're in the spring, so why would we worry about what's going on in North Denver? Lord, that, that Colorado would come together as a church. Lord, that we would get outside of just our, our regions, but that we would unite as one across all of Colorado. Yes. That we would see Colorado, the Church of Colorado, arise to be a template yes. of how the church is supposed to be. Yes. That not only geographically, but denominationally, we would see denominations fall. Yes. We would see one church rise. One church come together, one church under Jesus Christ as the head, that we are the body, that we need each other. Lord, I pray that every church would see the need for the other churches, that how can the hand say to the eye, I have no need of you? Lord, that we, we, we need each other. We're part of the body of Christ. We see in part, we know in part. Lord, together we become the body of Christ. Together we become a dwelling place of the Lord. It is only together. Lord, we need each other. And Lord, I pray that from an, uh, from an ethnicity standpoint, Lord, for, that, that, that the ethnic groups would come together as one, that there would be no division among them. Lord, that it would be, it is one. It doesn't matter what nationality it is. We are all one in Christ. And so we just say, 
break down any of those barriers, the ethnic barriers, the geographical barriers, the denominational barriers, break them down in the church so that we are one church under Christ. In Jesus' name. Isaiah 10, 10. As my hand has reached to the kingdoms of the idols, whose carved images were greater than those of Jerusalem and Samaria, shall I not do to Jerusalem and her idols as I have done to Samaria and her images. Then we go to number 14. My hand has found like a nest the wealth of the peoples, and as one gathers eggs that have been forsaken. So I have gathered all the earth, and there was none that moved a wing or opened the mouth or chirped. Father God, your unborn children are these eggs, Lord. We thank you right now, Lord, because they will no longer be forsaken, Lord. Because even though the state of Colorado has put in a law that not just kills our children, Lord Jesus, that are unborn, but those that are born as well. We just praise you and we thank you because our cries, Lord Jesus, have gone up to you and you have heard us, Lord. You have heard your bride crying out for your children, Lord. The blood is crying out to you and it no longer will be shut. We thank you, Father because you're coming down, Lord, and you're coming down with a hammer, Lord, because you're coming down, Lord, and it shall no longer stand. We thank you, Father, because we shall no longer stand quiet, shut up, locked down, agreeing to what the enemy is doing. We will no longer stay shut. We thank you, Father God, because our cries are being heard, Lord. We thank you, Father, because your bride is going to become one also, Lord. No longer shall there be any division, Lord Jesus. In lines, in culture, in language, we are one bride, Lord. And we're crying out, Lord Jesus, for this bride to come together, Lord. Father God, just as in order for, an, for two, one egg, and the sperm to come together has power and there is light within it, Lord Jesus, to come together and become one being that only you can come together. So is your the blood, Lord Jesus, that unites us, which is Jesus, Lord Jesus, is bringing us together as a bride, Lord Jesus. We are coming, we are saying, Lord, we are one, Lord. And as we gather on Sunday, Lord Jesus, the, all the pastors, all denominations, Lord Jesus, we are saying no more shall this division stand, Lord. We are standing together, Lord Jesus, for this blood that is crying out, Lord. And we pray right now, Lord Jesus, that you move us with power together as your bride. Together, Lord Jesus, we are going to stand against the enemy. Colorado will no longer allow this to happen it doesn't matter what laws have gone through we are going to break it down with your mighty hammer lord no longer shall blood come through we praise you and we thank you for standing your bride together through your blood through the power that runs through your blood lord we thank you for your mighty power we praise you and we honor you lord jesus thank you because you are bringing us together with power we shall stand with you and for you lord jesus because there is nothing nothing will stand against you and we honor you for that lord jesus amen You know, recently I was talking with somebody and not trying to not get into an argument. This lady said, it's not every woman should make that choice. And I said, I could, as we talked, I said, no, but what about the life of the unborn child? And she goes, no, it, that's up to the woman. And I realized there's a veil over those. There's a veil, literally, they can't see truth. And I believe we need to just pray that that veil is lifted. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, that's right. It talks about the veil. And it's really talking about non-believers, you know, unbelievers not being able. But it's also true.
with people, and there's even Christians that believe that abortion is up to the woman, and it's sad, but there's this veil. So tonight, Lord, we come against, and we say that the veil, you, Lord Jesus, are the only one that can lift that veil. You can the only one that can bring him into truth. I particularly pray for Christians who have a veil and don't see how important the life of the unborn child is. Lord, I pray this, this, is, this is something, Lord, break through the veil. Break through that veil and bring truth. You're the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, I pray that your truth will literally break through and they will see truth, maybe for the first time in their life. Father, we cry out for truth to reign in this nation. Lord, I thank you. It's, it is not, as Mike said, it's not a political issue. Although one party has made it a political issue, thinking if they can get everybody to focus on this and, and all the other things in the country that are going wrong, that this is gonna switch the election in November. And Father, we say that truth will reign, that you will break the veil, that you will lift it, and you will see, people will see the life of the unborn child is essential. And we as believers, Lord, help us to do everything we can to support those to support those with surprised pregnancies who don't know what to do or where to turn. Help us to come alongside those people. And Lord, help us to stand for life because you said you give life and you give it more abundantly. And tonight, Jesus, we look to you. Our hope is in you. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Yeah, may we be a people that vote biblically, not politically. Jesus name. I just want to we're going to close I think because <laughs> um, we're already five minutes over <laughs> you wait until I know <laughs> I said don't wait till 845 <laughs> I want to just honor the time um, but because I want to do this I just felt this as we close um I just want to pray. I want you guys to just pray with each other real quick. And I want to go back to the very beginning of this, that firm foundation. And there was a, there's a quote that I, I used here at the end of the email that I wrote. I'm just going to read it. It's A.W. Tozer. And he says this, Has it ever occurred to you that 100 pianos all tuned to the same fork are automatically tuned to each other? They are of one accord of being tuned, not to each other, but to another standard to which each must individually bow. So a hundred worshipers met together. <laughs> I don't know that that's, I wrote that right. <laughs> each one looking away to Christ are in heart nearer to each other than they could possibly be were they to come become unity conscience, conscious and turn their eyes away from God to strive for closer fellowship. In simple terms, you cannot tune a hundred pianos to each other. You can tune them to one fork. When we bow before Christ, when he becomes our firm foundation, when we align ourselves with Christ, we automatically align ourselves as the body of Christ. We come into oneness and we don't have that division. It only comes as we, as we set Christ as our foundation. So I just felt as we close tonight, as, and we're gonna be closed from up here, but just, just spend a minute or two just with each other and just pray, ask the Lord for this this foundation to be established even to a greater level. And this is that place of humbling ourselves that we would say, Lord, we need you. We need that firm foundation. And it's out of that place that we can unite as one. It's out of that place that there's a strength in the church that we become the body and he is our head. Amen? All right. So, Lord, I just bless every person here. Lord, I thank you for the prayers that have gone up. I thank you for the, the cries that have gone forth. And Lord, I thank you that these are not unheard. This is not wasted time. 
we're not just wasting our words and just just speaking into thin air. Lord, we are speaking to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And as you are at the right hand of the Father interceding, Lord, I thank you that these prayers are heard and you've given us the keys to the kingdom, that whatever we bind on earth is bound in the heavens. Whatever we loose on earth is loosed in the heavens. So I thank you that atmospheres have changed. Principalities have come down. Strongholds have been broken. Lord, I thank you that it has already happened and it is now, it's like the Lord said this the other, he said that yesterday as we were in our meeting that this is an epicenter <laughs> and what happens at an epicenter is it is an underground shaking that is the beginning it is the source of the shaking that creates the earthquake and it goes out from that epicenter and a lot of times it's not even felt at that point but it is where it begins right there underground that it has a dramatic it goes out and has a dramatic impact and, and it shakes the area. So Lord, I thank you that this is an epicenter, that as we pray, we become an epicenter for an earthquake to shake the things around us, to shake the atmospheres, to shake, to shake down principalities and powers. We don't fight against flesh and blood, but we do fight against the principalities. So thank you, Lord, that you have made us an epicenter. And the other word for the epicenter is it is the center point of an atomic bomb. <laughs> So, Lord, let this be the center point of an atomic bomb that would go forth and wreak havoc on the enemy, remembering who the enemy is, <laughs> not people, that we love people. So, Lord, we thank you that you've called us to be an epicenter. In Jesus' name, amen.